There are times in life when God puts us on a path that looks and is similar to a previous path. God has a way of reorganizing, restructuring our lives to repeat. It is important for us to understand and see and know that there is a rhythm in repeats. There is rhyme and reason in repeats. And what God does for us sometimes is calls us to do it, here it is, again. There are times when there is, there is the word of the Lord to do something all over again. There is at times in life where there is a call and an anointing and an assignment to repeat yourself. And I know that if God can be so powerful and so strong and so, so worthy of glory and honor, why would God have us do something again? and again, and again. I would submit for your belief that sometimes God has us do it again because, number one, we don't get the lesson the first time. And oftentimes we have to repeat something because we didn't receive that which was tied in. But every now and then, it's not the, the lesson that we need to learn that causes us to repeat. But the lifestyle or the life change that's in the repeat that God wants us to have. It is, in essence, a way that God operates through his people. God would have you do it again. God may have us going in circles. But this is the lesson that I need you to catch. This is what my whole sermon is about. There is progress in circles. When God has you coming back and revisiting and returning and redoing, there is progress there. There is something in circles that allows us to gain greater. And I don't, I don't want you to believe me. I want you to believe the Bible. And I've picked this passage that we can peruse today so that we can see elements of life that for a group of people, when they are suspended in a circle, when, when their space and their time doesn't change, but yet there's a change on the way. I want us to look at the life and story of the Israelites because they show us what happens when God has us going in circles. This passage of scripture is a very popular passage and can be seen from multiple angles. But the angle I want you to catch is from the perspective of Israel now. 
God tells them, walk around for seven days, walk around seven days. And when you walk around seven days, blow, have the priests blow trumpets and, and blow their horns and take the Ark of the Covenant around with you. And on the seventh day, you walk around seven times. And then at the, at the last trumpet sound, you shout and you praise God and you give God glory. And then victory will be yours. There are just a few nuggets that I think are nestled here in this pericope that we're perusing for us to understand and hew out for our journey for hope. The first lesson I see when we're going in circles, that there's purpose in pageantry. There's purpose in pageantry. This comes from the first six verses. The Bible says that God tells them to walk around for six for six, seven days, and on, on the seventh day, you walk around seven times. And, and sometimes when we get into these, these rhythms, these flows, and, and, and these repeats of life, we feel that there may not be a purpose in the process. There are some things that we have to do as a show. There are just some things we have to do over again so that others can see. And I think there are two reasons why there's a purpose in pageantry. The first reason that I think text shows us is that it fools our foe with foolishness. They got to walk around somebody else's house for seven days. And what I think God is doing with the pageantry, what I think God is doing with the repeat is that he's fooling the foe with foolishness, it, it's throwing the enemy off guard to see you back again. It's, it's throwing the adversary off guard to watch you do something over again. It, it, it causes for them a sense of ease, a, 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 sense of, a, a sense of comfort to think that you are so silly that you would be willing to come for no purpose and no, no end whatsoever because walking around Jericho won't get you inside of Jericho. And, and some of the actions that God will call you to and back again are not actions that look overly aggressive. They are not aggressive actions. They are actions that absolutely disarm the enemy. There are just some things that you have to do and do again that allows the enemy to see and to think they've got the upper hand on you. Even though these Israelites are walking around this city and yes, they look silly, and foolish, but I believe what God is going to do is create a purpose in the pageantry. Just keep doing what God says. Just keep going where God says go. Just keep saying what God says say, because what happens is it will fool the enemy. You, you remember the story of Job, don't you? It, it's it's when, when the devil asked God, can I have him? But he says, you can't have him because here it is. You, you, you got a hedge of protection around, around him. And so what he says, I'll move the hedge of protection. And he's fooling him by giving him access to his vulnerabilities. And the devil thinks that he's going to win. But in the end of the story, God wins again. And the truth of the matter is that there's purpose in what you're doing, the repetition of it, the rhythm of it. Number one, it fools them because it looks foolish. But number two, it forges the faith of us, his followers. It takes some faith to walk around large walls, seven days, 
and say it's yours. It is the plan of God to forge and form your faith with the things you have to redo. For whatever motivations they had on their heart, they, they begin to at least believe what they're walking in. At, at some point, they began to trust the belief that the, and believe that there's purpose in the way God has set this up. And the, what, what, what the believers, you and I, need to be able to do is trust God's plan. Trust the way God does what God does. Trust how God wants us to interact. If he wants us to walk around for seven days, well, by God, we ought to walk around for seven days, we're going in circles. There's purpose in pageantry in order to fool the foe with foolishness and to forge our faith but as followers. But secondly, I see there's protection in the plan. When you read verse 6, you will see that what Joshua says is he tells them to proceed around Jericho. But he asked that the armies advance before the ark. And then in verse 9, you'll see that the, there's a guard behind the ark. Now, I need you to understand something. The protection in the plan was not protection that God asked for. God didn't ask them to do that. What God asked for was them to walk around seven days. And on the seventh day, seven times. Joshua, being the leader that he is, built a protection plan. There's two reasons why he does this. He does it, number one, for security. There, there, there must be a security in what you're doing. And so he secures the Ark of the Covenant and the people walking around. The people are secure, the priests are secure, and the presence of God is secured by the armed guards in the front and in the back. And so what he provides is secure. This is Joshua's doing. He's being a leader. He's making sure that everything is covered. My question is to Joshua, Joshua, are you protecting the people or are you trying to protect God? Are you protecting the people from the enemy that may come out of the wall? Or are you trying to protect the presence of God that's with you around the wall? Now, what, what I submit for your belief is, is that because of the first verse where it says they're locked in, nothing's coming in and coming out. What Joshua is doing is protecting the presence of God. And, and, and that's what I need you to understand. There needs to be protection in the plan. Whatever you are doing, provide security for the sovereign. You need to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're protecting God's plan. There needs to be nothing that comes in your way that stops you from doing what God has asked you to do. You need to make sure that every step you take is not blocked by anybody. You need to make sure that you protect God's plan in your life. You may look foolish, but you will be protected. Put some roadblocks in place. Put some stops in place that'll stop you from going off the path and into the wrong direction. Put some protection in your plan. Put some, some, some provisions that allow you to make sure that God's plan gets done.
And Joshua, being the great leader that he is, is simply trying to put some protections in God's plan. Not only did he add security, but he also added silence. In verse 10, he said to them, he said, listen, now when you walk around here, he commanded people, you shall not make any noise with your voice, nor shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. Then you shall shout. So not only does he provide security, but he also provides silence. Come here now. Joshua, what are you doing? Joshua says, I can't have you out talking God's plan because you done got in your own head or somebody else got in your head. What do you think happens to the psyche of a person doing the same thing over and over again, seeing no results? Now, in essence, the modern definition of insanity is doing the same thing but expecting a different outcome. Yet, God tells them to do the same thing over and over again. It could get into your psychological subconscious that I'm doing this for nothing. And don't start with what other people are saying, what the enemies are saying or what the enemies are saying. Because you begin to get in this place where you begin to regret your repeat because you don't catch the rhythm of God. In this instance, we see God has them going in circles, circles because God's providing them a rhythm. Now, this, I need you to catch this. Silence. Silence is one of the best solutions when you don't know what to say. When, when you don't know what to say, you ought to be silent. And, and I need that to be somebody's lesson today because some of us talk when we need to be quiet. And if I hit you, I didn't mean to miss you today. You just got in my way. There, there, there are times where silence is the solution. And what, what Joshua says to the people is, he said, listen, there ain't nothing for you to say right now. You know, while you're working God's plan, you ought to be quiet. Yeah, you ought, to, you ought to get into a quiet space about it. Because there's a time to be silent and then there's a time to shout. Because what Joshua says in verse 10, uh, verse 10 he says, I'll tell you when to shout. Get into a space in your life where you ain't got to tell everybody everything. Get into a space in your life where you just let God do what he's doing. Get into a space in your life where you can just be quiet and watch what God is working in your life. The protection in the plan is in the security of the sovereign and the silence of those that are following. He's got us going in circles. Got to go in, in circles. And when God has us going in circles, there is purpose 
in pageantry. There, there, there's protection in the plan, but thirdly, and I'm done, profits are provided because of performance. Profits are provided because of performance. I, I, this is verse 12 through the end, verse 27. Israel walked around seven days, and on the seventh day, they walked around seven times. We got that. Bible says that the walls fell flat. Now, when, when, when they walked around and they shouted, they shouted for the Lord and the walls fell flat. They went in and, the, and, and God said, you take nothing, you get rid of everything, the silver, the gold, the bronze, and the iron, all the precious metals comes to me into my treasury. Everything else should be utterly destroyed. They walk into the place and they get the spoils and they're provided the profits for walking around for those seven days. Now, some of y'all ain't gonna like what I'm about to say. But the question is, what do I get out of making a fool out of myself for seven days? If all I got to do is walk around and everything that I get out of here goes to God. What do I get for my time? What do I get for my efforts? What do I get for messing up my nice shoes? Walking around this place for, for doing this all over again. What do I get? Answer, God's glory. I can't, I can't get no deeper no, and I can't get no shallower. It is God's glory. And there are just some assignments that bring you no return. You, you don't get the gold. You don't get the silver. You don't get the gold. God gets the glory. There are just some situations. Come on with your people where God gets the glory. And I know it sounds crazy that you've got to do work that God gets get the glory for. You've got to realize in the resources of your own mind where you came from. Everything you are is because of God. And can't God get one assignment out of you where it gets no profits in your direction in that particular moment? Can, can God get something greater out of you? Because I can, if, if you read further past chapter 6, you will realize that there are some things that God has ahead that will give you greater increase, greater returns if you learn how to give God everything in this instance. Every time that God puts you on assignment, it may not be for your benefit at that moment, but it will benefit you. But if you wait on the Lord, I promise you the next assignment, if not that one, the one after that will provide you with some profits that will blow your mind. You, you, you don't get a new assignment until you're successful in your current one. And although this assignment may not bring you profits, it's setting you up because of your performance. If God can see that you can walk around Jericho seven days and do something over again and again, if he can see your performance that then that he knows that the profits he's going to give you in the next one can be provided. 
What am I trying to say? Let me break it down. God planned the work, but Israel worked the plan. And Israel worked the plan of God. And although in this instance, they did not receive those prophets, in another instance, they will. And that's what you got to learn how to do. You got to learn how to get into a space where you set off. Here it is. You set off gratification for manifestation. At some point, you got to learn how to push off your own self-gratification for God's manifestation to come into your life. And when God manifests in your life, he can bring profits on top of profits on top of profits in a later season. Stop trying to profit in every season. Your profits may not come in this season. Bible says that our treasures are stored up in heaven. Which means it's a concept that you can do work and not get paid for it now, but there's definitely a reward coming. And you may be going in circles. You may be going in a space in your life where you're going over and over and over again. And it may not bring you profits today, but guess what? There will be profits. There will be gains. There will be more. There's more to your life than just this circle. Yes, here we go again. Yes, we're back in the same place we were before. But what I see is, is God giving us a space to perform in order to prepare greater profits for us in the future. I see God using our circles for his glory. I see God using us going around and around for his glory. You may be going in circles, but you're still going to see success.